have a special draft edition of the Sol and Rhyme NBA Basketball Show with uh, the NBA Oracle and myself, and we're going to give you our analysis or response to the draft as it came out. Oracle, a big day once again. Whoa, Maddie. All right, look, what a way to start it, waking up in the morning, checking out the latest uh, info, seeing Russell Westbrook traded to the Lakers. Is that the biggest story of the day? Well, I don't know, man, but what a start. You know, like you get up and you go, all right, well, today's draft day. You get excited, a bit of a spring in your step. You know, you, you brush your teeth with a little bit more vigor and everything like that. You look down and boom, starts off like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just thinking, wow, anything could happen today. And it did with Mason yeah. Plumley leaving the uh, Pistons. <laughs> to go to Charlotte. Yes. So it's all happened. Some big names moving around. Well, let's start then with the Westbrook move. Mm. Uh, so the Lakers got Westbrook and they had to give up Kuzma, which I don't think they want, who they don't think they really wanted anyway. Harrell, nah. who I don't think they really wanted anyway. They weren't nah. playing him. Um, Caldwell Pope, eh, he played some big games and big minutes, especially in last year's playoffs. And the uh, first round pick. Uh, mm. What do you think about that? I can't wait to watch the Lakers. <laughs> I, I think, um, like, you know, Russ is one of my favourite players to watch. And it's not all because he's um, brilliant all the time. Like he sometimes, you know, he can take a shot when maybe he shouldn't or, you know, maybe make a dumb defensive play. You, you know, we've talked about it before yeah. in the games. I'd love to see how LeBron deals with that. I'd love to see... You know, coach calling out a play and it's LeBron's ball and uh, Russ goes, nah, I've got this, <laughs> you know. Like, so I'd love to see, like, just the team dynamic there, you know, when he's trying to, like, you know how he does his, uh, his rebounds when it really could go to anybody, but he'll jump in there and grab that board, sort of stuff his stats a bit. Mm. I just, It's going to be a bit interesting to see him stuffing his stats around LeBron and uh, AD. You know, so I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see what happens. Well, AD is a little bit of a stat stuffer too, isn't he? Well, look, he, he, when he falls down in the lane, and he will do that a few times, you know, Russell Westbrook will be there telling him to man up, which will be good, yep. you know. You know, we don't play that shit here. Mm. Um, but, yeah, look, it definitely brings some star power. I, I love how... It'll give uh, LeBron a bit of a spell, you know, like when he yep. uh, needs a break. Well, you can just give it to Russell and, and he will take over the team, you know. So I like that side of it. Um, but, you know, when it gets down and there's, you know, 15 seconds left on the clock and Russell puts up a 18-footer uh, because he thinks he might be feeling it, I don't know, it's, it's going to be interesting, you know. Um, and, and LeBron's saying, you know, this is the new big three. So uh, he's awfully, he's got some high hopes. Well, I definitely think their non-LeBron minutes will be better. If you think about AD wasn't cutting it, carrying that team uh, as the go-to guy in the non-LeBron minutes. And I think with Russell out there, you know, and let's not forget, Westbrook can pass. Yeah, he can. And AD can catch. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> so could be a match made in heaven. Yes. If you want to call it the second team, you know, or the non-LeBron minutes team. So I think that's where the – like if you just break it down to its basic points, you know, how effective are the Lakers with LeBron off the court? With mm-hmm. with Westbrook there, I think they have a better chance to trade buckets with whoever uh-huh. they're playing against than what they were previous to that. I think another important point, though, Maddie, is that Lakers probably sh- – should think a little bit beyond that they got to think okay when it's crunch time because you know the lakers you know they'll be looking for a title and when it comes down to the playoffs lebron's going to be playing 40 you know 45 minutes there's not going to be a lot of time without lebron and what is going to happen is you're going to have lebron with the ball you know that lakers like to play with a big center so that ad doesn't have to bang bodies so you'll have at least one non-shooter there in that. Then you're going to have another non-shooter in Westbrook. Um, so things could get a bit clogged when it gets down to, you know, um, crunch time. So I guess the Lakers now, they are the sort of team that can recruit guys. They've really got to find other shooters to fill out this roster now because with those guys on the court, um, they definitely need to make some more space for them. So they're looking at Buddy Heald at the moment. Yep. There's rumours that he'll be going there. That guy can shoot, can't he? He can, but now that they've traded away all those assets, they've traded around their picks. They've already traded off all their other picks uh, to get AD. They don't have a lot of assets left. So, you know, that would be a perfect player for them to get healed. But, you know, what have they got left to offer? Sign and trade with Schroeder. Is he still there? Oh yeah, well, don't forget that they've still got um, they've got uh, the Fox, you know, De'Aaron Fox. They've also got last year guy that they picked up in the draft who's another point guard, and I think they drafted another point guard again this year. So their three best players are point guards, and if they're looking for Schroeder, uh, like I don't know if he's the sort of guy they want. But you're right, Matty. That would probably be the way that they do it: is get Schroeder in some sort of a deal. Maybe a three-way deal or something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm interested to see it. Uh, you know, and I think if you're talking about sassiness, you know, with LeBron and Westbrook together, and AD mm. talks a big game when he's in front. Um, but if you're talking about sassiness and 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 whatnot up against Brooklyn, you know, the other team, mm. the big three, who have got their, you know, sass sorted, I think Westbrook. Adds a little bit of uh, mongrel toughness. He does. Manliness to the Lakers. This, and and he also, Matty, don't forget, when they played and, you know, um, Brooklyn had a full roster and Russell Westbrook went and beat them with um, the Wizards, you know, because he thought he is the best player on the court and he's not letting these guys get away with anything. So, look, it's must-see TV. And, and in with it all on the line in the playoffs on... Russell is going to bring it. So, <laughs> well, he? he's going to bring it if it's going to fall through. Like if he has like a a, a Rondo type um, postseason where his shots are falling, you know they'll be tough to beat. But mm. it could go the other way as well. You know yeah. that's why it's compelling TV. Yeah, I'm interested. Okay, so then the other move uh, that well, it's probably worth. Um, mentioning, I, I don't know if you know about this one with the uh, 
Wozniowski's talking about Landry Shamit's gone to Phoenix, uh, mm. away from Brooklyn. That doesn't really affect Brooklyn much, does it? Is he is he, is he anything? Well, see what what's happening now in Brooklyn is that you know all those superstars that they've got in, mm. it's now time to up their contracts, right? Right. So they had it. They signed two year deals, and they're all getting extensions now. Mm. So pretty much like Jeff Green will be gone. Spencer Dinwiddie will be gone, although he didn't play. All these guys that they brought in and played a role, they're all out. So Shamit was a guy that they just couldn't keep. Mm. But from what I hear, that the guy that they've brought in, what I can't remember his name, but he is like a um, a kind of guy that can just light it up quickly. You know, a guy that can just is a one man offense. You know, and um, he might be the sort of guy that they rely on, you know, when they're resting players or, you know, when they need a bit of a blow to just come in and, and get a couple of buckets where they don't have to have a whole offensive scheme around getting a point. It just goes to him. So he, he might be the perfect spark plug for their team. That's why I think they've uh, regarded it as a good move. Javon Carter, his name is. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, that's him. So how's so, Landry Shamit going to go for Phoenix? Because they got close this year. Is he uh, an upgrade for them? Well, look, he's another outside shooter. And so when we had um, the situation where, you know, they were looking a little bit thin on the wings and stuff and they are playing a lot of minutes to... What's your guys? Uh, the guy that played for Denver and played in Australia? Um, oh, um, Tony Craig. Tory Craig. Yeah, Craig. And they're, they're relying heavily on him. Well, now they can bring in Shamit who can also make a shot, you know. And so uh, it's probably, a, I think, a... Bit of a move for getting a bit of depth on the team. Okay. Now, I guess we should go to the actual draft itself. Cade mm. Cunningham, no no uh, surprises there with him being the number one pick. Um, I think the same thing goes for Jalen Green and Evan Mobley. Is that sort of, that went to, uh, basically went to the, uh, they went to the teams that yeah. you know, were expected to take them. Apparently, Scotty Barnes was a little bit of a surprise at number four for the Raptors. Yeah, well, did you want to talk about it in any of those um, top three first before we move so on to him? So what I know him? about um, Cade Cunningham is is that he's an all-rounder, big guard, can do it yeah. all. They've got high hopes. Might not be uh, at the level of uh, you know a walk-up Hall of Fame Chris Paul type, um, mm. but you know, they've obviously got big raps at him at number one. Yeah, it seems as though the, the general take was that these top three in any other year could have been like the number one pick in the draft, that they're a very talented top three. And um, and the Pistons haven't had like a real talent in their squad for a long, long time. So it sort of was a great draft day for the Pistons, wasn't it? Because they got him and a few others that were considered, um, you know, pretty... Uh, talented picks so i think they've had a big talent upgrade and it's brought a bit of excitement there to detroit um so i, I was pretty happy to see that happen for them because you know they're one of the for mine they're one of the premier clubs you're like you know going back to the 80s and the 90s and even the run they had in the 2000s you know with that R rip hamilton of, yeah so i like seeing them um being good you know so yeah. i was really happy that they got him and and with Houston, they reckon that Jalen Green might turn out to be the best player out of the lot of them. He's a super, super athlete and a great scorer. Right. Um, and so Houston 
they've picked up a lot of talent in this draft too. So, you know, what a move by them. They, they, they lose um, Harden. And they've now ended up with a really talented guy to build their team around, to be the face of their team, plus some other talent to come in. And it made me think about how they could have had Ben Simmons. And if they had got him, they wouldn't have, um, I guess, got as good a pick as they did. And they would have just got like another middling guy. Whereas now that they've really got another stud to build around so things have worked out perfectly for them so speaking of simmons uh there was talk about him being moved on today but never happened yeah well i think i saw a story saying that um they made an offer to uh the warriors for the warriors seventh pick um their it was a 10th pick i think um they had two picks in the lottery might have been 14th and then um, also getting Wiggins and getting um, a couple other picks and also getting Wiseman. So they wanted all of that for Ben Simmons and, um, and they were turned away. Uh, I, I don't know if Simmons is going to attract that kind of a haul. Um, but, but, man, I've been reading, I suppose like you have, that you know, Philadelphia's had enough of him now and they, they really want to get a deal done. So um, I was sort of on the lookout for that today to see if anything would happen. It hasn't happened yet. Um, free agency starts in a couple of days. So who knows? Maybe it's going to happen then. Now, just throwing it out there, if the price was right, would you like mm. to see Ben in a Celtics jersey? It's a hard one, Matty, because he's on a max deal and... If we put him with um, Jalen Brown and uh, Tatum, well, now you've got to surround them with a lot of, um, you know, cheap contracts and things. So they've actually got to clear a lot of stuff out uh, in order to get him. And I don't know if he's what they need, you know. Um, like they're not doing the same kind of thing. They, they could end up with a Bradley Beal type, you know, and we know that Bradley Beal and, Tatum a great mate. So I don't know if they want to just close the door to that completely. I mean, maybe Beal is definitely off limits. That that could go down. I just don't think, Maddie paying all that much money for Simmons is worth it, you know, because like even in the draft today, um, with that pick that Toronto got, he's like a Ben Simmons type of guy, you know, he's a he's a good defensive guy, good body, strong, you know, athletic. You know, and he's a quarter of the cost, you know. So, I don't know. I just think for him to be on your team, you've got to have the right team around him. You've got to surround him with shooters. You've got to surround him with a lot of speed. And you've got to keep the ball in his hands. Whereas Tatum likes to hold the ball, so does Jalen Brown. If he... If Simmons doesn't have the ball, he sort of becomes useless on that end, doesn't he? So, unless he's in the dunker spot, he's sort of got to start from the ground up. Unless he's in the dunker spot playing center, that's what I think. That's where I think he's. Yeah, uh, but he like he doesn't even want to dunk, you know, because he doesn't want to get fouled. Oh, good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do with him. Uh, anyone else you want to talk about in that sort of? Um... Yeah, I just wanted to say that Evan Mobley. I saw some highlights of him. So this guy's a seven-footer. He defends like Giannis, you know, like really quick feet and blocks and all that. 
he's also a guy that starts the offense in a lot of ways too. Like you give him the ball and he'll like dribble it between his legs and throw behind the back pass to a guy open under the basket. He's got a lot of skill and I heard people compare him to Kevin Garnett earlier on. I don't know if he's got that same sort of like fire and stuff, but Jeez, he's a skillful guy for a seven-footer. He's a bit light, like he's not like a Jokic where he's a very stout, strong guy, but he's a guy that can shoot threes and, you know, he's a really good athlete. He's a very intriguing player too. Okay. Anyone else you want to uh, talk about in that like that top 10 sort of area? I obviously want to talk to you about the uh, Nuggets and Celtics pickups. Mm. Is there anyone well, else? I guess, like, if we run through them quickly, um, we've got Scotty Barnes to Toronto, which was a bit of a surprise. Many were thinking that Jalen Suggs would go there, another point guard to maybe take over um, from um, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. But uh, Jalen Suggs ended up at Orlando, which was a great pickup for them. That's exactly what they needed. was a guy that can score and can be a leader on a team. That was a great pickup for the Magic. But the one I wanted to really uh, buck, uh, get down on is um, Josh Giddy. Yes. Uh, who went to Oklahoma. Yeah, so he... How about that? He Coming off an impressive Aussie, rookie another year... Aussie. Coming off an impressive rookie year with the 36ers um, in Adelaide. So, and he's a Melbourne native. Uh, they're calling him a point forward. With, with tremendous passing instincts. What, what do you know about him? Yeah, well, first thing is, um, I'm pretty sure I watched his dad play. So he was in the, you know, the era that you had, you know, the, the Wildcats and the Andrew Gaze and all, all those guys. Leonard he, Copeland. He played, yeah, he played in that era. And he was a guy that was a real scrappy guy. He would, you know, wear a headband, long hair, and always end up with the offensive board and all that. He was a real tough man, you know. Okay. Um, so... So that's his son, and um, Josh Giddy himself. I've watched a little bit of footage on him, and he's he's a he's a tall, you know, he's a six eight guy with terrific passing skills. So he's got the, a, like a great feel for the game and everything, and he could turn out to be a star if he develops a jump shot. So his jump shot's okay, but I think he only shot like thirty percent on the Australian, you know, the short three-point line. So he's got to do a lot better than that. Mm. Um, and look, if he becomes a good three-point shooter, you could be looking at another um, great player. So I, I'm really excited that he got um, drafted that eye. So, okay, if he's not hitting threes, he's not going to end up like uh, Simmons won't shoot at all. What's he like shooting around the basket? Like, Does he actually want to get the ball in there or does he just want to pass? Yeah, so look, he, he the thing about him is he's got pretty good touch inside, you know, so he's got a nice floater and things like that. So the reason why some people believe he could turn out to be a decent enough shooter is because he has, you know, just nice touch around the rim, whereas, you know, Simmons, he throws up bricks, as you know, you know, like yeah. he, anything got to happen. But with Giddy, he's got, he's got a little bit of that nous and a little bit of that... Um, you know, he'll, he'll do like an amazing play every now and again. Mm. So, yeah, I'm excited. And look, at Oklahoma, he's going to be out there like running the show pretty much, isn't he? Because they're not going to have many people around him. Um, so he, he, will, he will get the chance to really develop his game. Yeah, okay. I'm excited about that. Good for Australian basketball too. Yeah. 
Uh, any other sort of guys that jumped off the page at you? Well, look, I, I really thought that um, the Warriors were going to try and package something to get a deal, and they ended up going for um, Kaminga, who is like the youngest guy in the draft, the most raw. You know, he like he could turn out to be some, but gee, you know, you'd think that they would go for someone that could help the team now, you know. Um, so maybe he might be held for a um, a trade down the line, but I didn't really like that for them, to be honest. Yeah, well, there's plenty of time before the season starts, so who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, and did you hear anything about the Spurs pick that Joshua uh, Primo? Did you hear much about him? No, but I like the name. Well, that might be all he's got going for him, Matty. He's got, Maybe like that's he's got why a pretty they cool haircut. So this is a guy that's a three-point shooter and nothing else. And when it mattered in the big games, he didn't show up. So people were thinking that he was going to be the end of the first round. And the Spurs have picked him up at 12. So could it turn out to be like what the Sixers did, you know, when they picked up that shooter that everyone said was no good? Have the Spurs outthought everybody else? Or is it going to be... You know, a wasted pick. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens there because I, I kind of think the Spurs have lost their mojo a bit. Mm. You know, like remember that they had a run where everything they did turned to gold, and you know, in the last four or five years, I don't know, they, they seem to be the guys bringing in, you know, a bit of a head scratcher a lot of the time. So I don't know. It seems like a, a strange move, and and also what happened with that one, Maddie, is that. Um, DeJounte Murray, their starting point guard, he went straight onto Twitter to say it was a bad pick. Um, that doesn't normally happen where so, a teammate... What about this? A three-point shooter who averaged 8.1 points a game in college. So he didn't even hit three of them. <laughs> but, yeah. but while shooting 43% from the field, but it, like at 8.1 points, especially if he's shooting threes... He's hitting two threes and a and a two a game. Mm. Not really hey, what I call a shooter. And he's not offering much else. That's the other thing. Let's have a look at uh, Bones Highland. <laughs> Sean. Well, it, I'll tell you what, because I, I had it on the TV, mm. you know, and uh, up comes Bones Highland. And I go, what? Yeah. What, what sort of name is that? Yeah, well, oh, you know, well, okay, so the first thing that came to mind was did Malone have anything to do with this, Coach Malone? And I'm thinking mm. about Bones Malone, who play, who was <laughs> uh, um, in the brass section of the Blues Brothers. And I'm just thinking, is that <laughs> too much of a coincidence to be mm. true? Um, <laughs> you know, maybe Coach Malone adopts him or something like that. I don't know. Mm. Uh, now, he's also meant to be a shooter. He's meant to be instant offense type guy. He's light. He's six three and a half, but he's got like a six nine, six ten wingspan. Mm. Um, can pretty much pull up and shoot instant offense. Average nineteen and a half points, uh, almost five rebounds and two assists. Uh, I sort of think it's not a bad idea especially if we're it's possible we're going to lose uh barton with some of that 
you know, maybe lacking a little bit of scoring and maybe scoring in that second team with Jokic off and also with Murray being out for the most of the season. Uh, well, at least won't be at his best for the whole season. I don't know. I don't mind that. Have you heard about this bloke? Look, a little bit. I, I, I wish Denver could have found someone a bit more size. You know, like being short and also so thin... Um, I mean, you've even spoken to me about how important having bigger guards is when you get to the playoffs. And Denver, that's all they'd be thinking about, isn't it? It's just playoffs. Yeah. Is this the sort of body type or whatever you'd be after? Well, look, Denver's had a great history in the draft, so I'm not going to knock them. Um, But, uh, look, he's a guy that was a bit of a surprise to me. So he's averaging, like, two steals a game. He's got good defensive instincts, Mm. um, cutting... Um, passing lanes and whatnot, but the one thing they reckon is he's a baller. He wants. He's a winner. He's a you know one of those guys that does anything to win. Yep. That's so. I like that mentality. Probably a little bit mm. of that Murray mentality. And if I guess if you got Murray, like just sort of thinking ahead at at six three and a half with that long wing span, um, yep. and they're looking at well, you know, we lost uh, the ability to guard those smaller players when. Uh, Harris left or was traded away. If this guy's a scorer and he's got the long wingspan and can sort of stay in front of some of these smaller guards, the other thing is if he's just copping passes to Jokic and he's being left open and draining threes, that could be another thing. Like our other scoring point guards only six foot, the um, could even be 5'11, the uh, Howard, Marcus Howard. Yep. You know, like, he, it might be an upgrade if, like, we need to score. Um, the Nuggets are never going to be a lockdown defensive team, you know, while Jokic is, you know, the centrepiece. So they're looking for guys that can put the ball in the mm-hmm. basket. You know, we've we've played with guys, that, you know, Torrey Craig, um, you know, Millsap to a lesser degree, I guess. Like, he was still somewhat an offensive threat, although this year he wasn't much. Uh, I think we need offensive first guys because we need to put we need to be able to rack points up especially you know maybe they're not at the place where they need a guy that can come in and play late minutes in playoff games they might need someone who can play minutes bench minutes and get points while Jokic is resting you know they reckon he can make his own shot he's a good shooter he was averaging almost 20 points uh so you know if he can come on and do a bit of instant offense off the bench and they're happy with that um, you know, maybe they could hide him, you know, defending the other team's point guard and have someone like uh, uh, one of our... Uh, what's that guy's name? The point guard uh, guy who's a good defender, big, tall um, fella, played for the Celtics for a while. Oh, yeah. Dozier. Um, Dozier? Yeah, Dozier, yeah. Do- like, uh, he could be a type of guy that could play uh, point guard... Uh, shooting guard minute split with Dozier on the field at the uh, on the court at the same time, and Dozier's taking the bigger guard and he's taking the smaller one. Like that's not unheard of. Um, and so, they reckon he can handle the ball. He's got a good handle, which is good. We need guys. So it's, it sounds like if everything goes right, he could be something. He he could contribute. And Denver does have a track record of getting the best out of their players. So, you know, it could happen. I was just sort of thinking when 
I was watching the playoffs last year with them, and you got little Compazzo, you've got little um, Howard, Howard. Yep. you've got little, you know, a lot of little guys. Mm. And, you know, like just, I would have thought they would go for someone a bit bigger, but if he's got all those skills, as you say, and they're pretty confident in their development, you know, he, he might turn into a role player that they could use, you know, so it could turn out well. Yeah, he's probably going to be a bench, I reckon he'll be a bench shooting guard disguised as a point guard and with a point a tall point guard so that they're going to be swapping on D. Something like yep. that, I reckon. Mm, yeah. And there's plenty of these shorter shooting guards out there that can fill yeah. the bucket up. And if he's one of them, eh, could be all right. Especially they reckon he's got that right attitude where he wants to win. Um, well, that's such an important part of it, you know. And I know that part of the draft process is they've got to try and work out the character of the guy because you could come in with all the skills you know like particularly bigger blokes you know who the game can come easy to if you're big and athletic but if you don't have that um mentality that right drive then it really doesn't matter you're never going to pan out no matter what kind of physical skills you have so Mm. and i know that denver's very good at drafting so i'm sure that's one of the main things they look at yeah so Moving on to, you know, the second round, 45th pick, the Celtics. Mm. You've got to be excited about this. You know what? I was actually hoping we'd get a guy who was called Brandon Boston. You know, I saw him had, on there. And I thought, whoa, could we end up with him and I could buy a jersey that says Boston on it? Like, you know, yes. he's got the team written all over him. Remember? Yeah. But um, we ended up going for another Frenchie. We, we've... We've drafted and brought a lot of French players to the team. Like we, we've had um, at least four I can think of in the last two seasons. So this guy's a draft and stash guy, Maddie. He's a he's an athlete, uh, good size, um, and he's very young. He's only eighteen. So I think the plan is just for him to stay over there for a while and let him develop and all that. And uh, you know, we've got plenty of young guys that we're developing. So this is sort of just a guy that's uh, draft and stash. Okay. Anything else that happened today that you want to talk about? Well, um, I guess I'm really happy for um, both Houston and um, Detroit in particular. They seem to have, you know, just the right kind of talent to start um, making things happen again. I'm happy for um, Orlando. They picked up two really good players um, in the early part of the draft and, just the exact players they need. And I'm happy for them because they've been such a middling team for so, like, pretty much since Shaq left. Oh, actually, no, Dwight Howard, he had a couple of good years there. But since then, they really have been on that cusp, you know, of, you know, are they going to be the eight seed? Are they not? Um, so I'm glad for them too. I wanted to give also a shout out to the Timberwolves who gave up this pick. So they could have had the seventh pick, but they gave that up to just get off um, Wiggins' contract. Um, so, so they got nothing. So a team that was one of the worst in the NBA ended up with nothing um, after this draft. So, you know, shout out to them. Um, and finally to Cleveland, who I think Mobley could be a very, very good player. And so they've now got, a player for them to build around. And I think 
you know, pretty much since LeBron's gone that they've had this spiral downward and they picked up a little bit of young talent, but now they've actually got something substantial to, you know, to build around. So it's been a pretty big day and, you know, a few teams have really changed their fortunes around. Beautiful. All right. Well, with that, I think uh, we might leave it there and uh, look forward to our upcoming show uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, which will be a season in review show with the uh, sneaky Pete from the dark web with the old team, yes. uh, the NBA Oracle and myself. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. And I think uh, we'll probably be looking at something around the um, free agency, I would imagine. Yeah, well, I think, Maddie, the free agency period starts around the 3rd of August. So yep. it's really close. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's usually the time that we see real differences, real shakeups in teams. Like drafts are one thing, but free agency is when you know the big teams start making moves, and uh, it really shapes the season. So, can't believe it's only a couple of days away. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Oracle. I'm looking forward to it. All right, Maddie. Okay. See ya. Bye. Be able to stay home, brother.